0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tea and Testimony, where we are pouring up instant insight and perspective, not negativity that is infectious. Thank you all. This is week number five, and I am excited. Y'all have been listening to me for five whole weeks, (laughs) Um, and I know this is just the beginning of what I am starting, but I am so appreciative of you all that take the time out of your day to just stop by and have a conversation with me or just listen to what I am putting down. As always, you know, we start everything out in prayer. I want to say thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to join and gather together today. I ask that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice. I ask that you allow everyone that is listening to this podcast this week to experience your true love, Lord God. Experience the love that you bring, your unmatched level of love in their life. Lord God, I ask that you provide a light into someone's dark corner or dark space. And I ask that you provide protection for those who are being attacked and sought out by the enemy. Lord God, I know that it is through you that we can find true peace, happiness, and success and favor. I ask that you allow each person under the sound of my voice listening to find their true happiness in you. I ask all these things in your son Jesus name. Amen. All right people. So we're going to dive right on in. Uh, Last week we had the pleasure of talking about faith, figuring out what it is, what it looks like, how you can apply it to your everyday life. And then, um, we I just kind of wanted to just go back and check in with you guys on that. Um, it was also the first podcast we did with a co host um I had so much fun, most likely because that was my best friend <laughs> but it's it's uh, uh inst- giving you all a little insight into what we really get to do on a daily basis. These conversations that I get to. Uh, have with you all weekly, this is just a small snippet of the plethora of conversations that I get to have with a lot of different like-minded people, not just my friends, but other people that I meet in networking and in just trying to pursue my own personal destiny. You come across people who God will place in your life for certain reasons, and it makes... people make you think, they make you learn, they teach you something, you know, so I I, I really enjoy letting you guys get a peek into, you know, what I get to do like tenfold. (laughs) So when we were talking about faith, uh, you know, we were kind of challenging you all to activate that. Uh, I don't know what situation or circumstance is going on in your life or what you're trying to overcome or, you know, it, it could be something small, it could be something huge. Regardless of how big or small your problem is, faith, holding on to it, keeping it, growing it is the key to setting yourself up for better after you've overcome what you're going through. And so, um, you know, when, when you overcome situations and stuff, you have like this instant of, you have this instant gratification or this victory that you feel like you can really feel it. And then after you've overcome it, you know, the momentum dies down, the magnitude of the moment dies down. And then, you know, you're, you're right back on, you know, your little cycle or, you know, right back as, with life as usual. And sometimes when we do that or carry on like that, it makes it hard to uh, keep our faith at a level that's necessary to keep on enduring more, to overcome more. So, you know, I want you guys to definitely, definitely go check out last week's podcast if you haven't already. Um, it was very fun making that. And then also... Keep on thinking about how you can find different ways to strengthen your faith. But for this week, that is not what we are talking about. So this week was uh, what we have on Friday was Valentine's Day. Everybody, you know, in the mood to be all loving and nice. I want to take a moment to say we as a culture, we ain't about nothing. I'm going to just say that. And I say that with love. (laughs) We are not about anything. Because we only want to beef up on being nice and loving and caring around holiday seasons. We need to get that together. (laughs) We've got to be more consistent in how nice and loving we are. Like, seriously. We really do. But in honor of Valentine's Day, I definitely wanted to make this podcast all about love. Yep. We go in there. We're talking about love. And I I, I hope y'all don't think we're about to spend this whole podcast talking about like relationship love. Cause no, that's that's not the kind of love that I want to talk about. Even though it's important, and I think that we do need to shine light on, um, like, the way society is portraying relationships and, you know, what society is trending as far as relationships. That does need to be touched on, but it's not the focal point of today's conversation. Um, I I, I wanted to bring up love because, as you all know, tea and testimony, it's a... It's an organization that starts with self. So just like the organization, I want to incorporate that into us individually, starting with self. So love should be something that first is given to you by you. You cannot be out here trying to love on people or show love to people when you do not show or give love to yourself. You have got to be straight. Home has got to be taken care of before anything outside of home can be handled. And that's a mentality that I feel has been lost over time. We have worked our way into a level uh, within our society where we are just gravitated to Everything instant. Everything that comes quick, we want it. You know, give it to me. I gotta have it. Can't go without it. You know, no one wants to be patient. No one wants to wait. No one wants to truly put in the work to build. But everybody wants the benefits of doing all that stuff. So, I think, honestly when it comes to talking about love, you have got to start with self. And what does self-love look like? Self-love is the thoughts you think about yourself. We're gonna start from the top and go to the bottom, y'all. The thoughts you think about yourself. We are our own worst critics. And it's always amazed me how we get very offended by what other people have to say about us when we have said 10 times as worse about our own selves. (laughs) So, I mean, I've always thought that that was like kind of contradictory, but it's interesting because we will totally be ready to fight anybody that got something to say about us. You know, we get very defensive. We get on edge. But when it comes to ourselves, we don't we don't come at ourselves recklessly for thinking worse than what some people have even said out of their mouths. And I feel like that's something that we need to change. We need to alter what you think about yourself. The Bible says what a man think is So shall, so shall he be what you think is important. If you think you ain't about nothing, you're going to produce about nothing actions, which in turn is going to make the reality of that thought come to pass. If you think that you are better than your current situation, the reality of that thought is going to come to pass. This is why it is important to be consistent in your spiritual life. God does not want to... Uh, hold you hostage so to speak. He wants you to create an intimate relationship with him where you become solely dependent on him so that he can speak to you and successfully navigate you through life. (laughs) God he works in mysterious ways people. Sometimes you have got to trust the process and trust the mystery. He is not big on giving us details. This is why faith is necessary. When you entrust your whole life to God, you are choosing to be at the top, the pinnacle of the faith board. <laughs> you are choosing to go to the tippy top with your faith because to to really give God full control over your life and to start to form that relationship where you do really start to fall in love with God. When you start to learn more about God, you inadvertently learn more about yourself because you are a reflection of the creator that made you. So when you are looking for self-love, I've personally found that it's best to start with a relationship with God because He is your creator. He is the one who designed you, breathed breath into you to make your existence possible. So it only makes sense for us to go back to where to who manufactured us. God. And and start there and build that relationship with God and ask God to reveal to you the things that you need to overcome, heal, change. Like, it's a whole process, but it has got to be initiated for it to work, and it's got to be pursued daily to grow. So, you know, when, when you're talking about love, definitely, I feel like you cannot start to even talk about loving on other people before you have really taking care of loving yourself. Now as far as how love translates into our society, I honestly feel like love in society context is sorta of dead, to be honest. We we have gotten to a point where we glorify and shine praise on a lot of foolery. A lot of foolery. And I know that a lot of people won't agree with me on this, but when I am, like, anytime I am putting out something or saying something as far as, like, how a life should be ran or gone, I'm referring to what God has told us about how he wants us to live. So, for me, knowing how God wants us to live as his people— we are currently not doing that. When we look at our society, we are in more mess than a little bit. Everybody fornicating. Everybody, you know, people got two and three and four partners. Side pieces or the new relationships. Like, it's ridiculous out here. God didn't intend for none of this. He did not intend for none of this, but this is what happens when you are loving others before loving yourself. When you love other people without loving yourself, you, without realizing it, lower your standards completely. If you're not actively pouring love into yourself, then you're not actively keeping at the forefront Uh. The the things that you don't need in your life as far as things that hinder you, distract you, bring you down, all that one stuff. You're not keeping that at the forefront. So it's easier for that kind of stuff to get in because you're too focused on appeasing other people. I feel like everything should be done in moderation. Selfishness is necessary, but only to a point. And people may not agree with that statement, but I personally feel like it's true. If I always say yes to everybody else's needs, everybody else's demands, everybody else's problems, and I never focus on what I have, what I need, what I want, then what I need, want, ends up getting laid down to a lower level. So that that other person's needs and wants can come on top. And that's not how it should be. I should be equally concerned about both of our issues. If I'm going to extend that love to you as well. But before I even extend that love to you, I have to make sure I am okay. It is not wise for you to help somebody if you cannot help yourself. You should not do anything for anybody if you cannot first do it for yourself. And it sounds like some people take that and they go all the way left with it. Oh, you don't want me to help nobody. You don't want me to do nothing for nobody. It's not even that. The thing is, seriously, sit down and ask yourself, how can you help someone else? when your life is in shambles when your life is crumbling some people will help other people or love other people to avoid dealing with what they have to deal with with them because the work may seem too hard or too strenuous or whatever the case is but these are the things that we have got to do to properly heal and and make ourselves better and when you start to love on yourself that healing that I'm always talking about, that I'm always throwing out there, that will naturally start to come. When you love on yourself, you are made aware of your self-worth at all times. You start to be aware of what you really want and don't want in your life. Those things are necessary. Standards are necessary. If you're the type of person that has absolutely no standards, But you're upset about why you are where you are in your life. If you don't get specific about you, then you are going to allow life to just keep blowing you in the wind and end up anywhere. That is not safe. That is not okay. You need to be grounded, anchored, so that when life's winds start blowing, you stop moving. You stop getting blown all over the place. You stop going through turmoil. Center yourself. Focus. Do the work. It's hard, but it's necessary. And it's beneficial. When you start to love yourself, you will start to do the way you act will start to change the way you act towards yourself others like your standards they go up everything goes up when you start to really genuinely fall in love with yourself you stop focusing on other people's problems you stop worrying about what everybody else is getting into you really can take time out to focus on you and, and where you want your life to be. Don't complain about your life if you're not taking the necessary steps to take a hold of your life. And, and it all starts with you turning all that attention that you give outwardly, inwardly. Turn your focus on yourself so that you can properly get the things that you need to be able to move forward in life without being bitter, without being resentful, without being on some scheming or plotting. You know, people get to different places and spaces in their life due to circumstances and situations. And if you've never been taught to love yourself, if you've never been taught to pour into yourself, then you're just going through the motions. You haven't gotten specific about your life yet. You can't tell me that you're a specific person, but you don't love yourself. It don't match to me. It just really doesn't match. Because what are you specific about if you don't know the ins and outs of you? If you're not all the way in love with yourself, then how can you possibly know what you really want out of life? You know what I'm saying? You're, you're just feeding off of instant gratifications and... Other stuff that honestly has no substance. So what I'm going to do right now is, you know, we always got to have a quick little break in here. I'm about to go to break real quick, get everything together. And when we're going to come back, we're going to dive into the different types of love. So stay tuned. And when I come back, we're going to get it. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. We talking about love. And so before the break, we just kind of broke down self-love, loving on yourself. I definitely really feel like it's important for you to start with yourself when it comes to love, if you want to be successful. Now, if love is something that you, you don't want, you don't want no parts of that, I mean, listen, to each their own. How you live your life is fine. But what I do wish is that people would take the time to really learn other people. If you're not going to do the work for yourself, then at least be respectful enough to take the time to genuinely learn what someone else is about. And give them enough respect to give them excuse me. What they want for their lives. So what I mean by that is don't be the type of person who absolutely refuses to do any self work or self improvement and get out here and tie up somebody's time who is willing to work on themselves to make themselves better. And I say that because you are not being willing to work on yourself and conform or become better, if you pair up with someone who is like that, you're the liability in the situation. And I'm not even going to put no sugar on that. You are the liability in that situation. When you are dealing with someone who is constantly trying to work on themselves, better themselves, that is a self-less person. They are... You know, probably selfish at times in moments because, like I said, it's needed in order to really, like, grow. You you need to take time away from yourself. You need those moments when you you, you tell other people no or you can't or, you know, stop, whatever the case is. So what I mean is when you are the type of person that's always self-improving, you are a person that is more well-rounded than a person who's not interested in improving themselves or don't see that there's any issue with themselves or anything that's needed to change in order to grow. So what will happen is you all will enter into a space with one another where something's going to tip the scales. You're going to be forced to either give yourself in a way that you don't want to give yourself, or you're going to be forced to compromise something that you don't want to compromise or sacrifice something you don't want to sacrifice. And, If you are the type of person who doesn't believe in self-betterment and you're with someone who does, they are the ones that are always sacrificing, whether you know it or not. And if you are with someone who is sacrificing and do not reciprocate sacrifice, (laughs) you are going to find yourself not with that person. It may take months, it may take weeks, it may take years, whatever, but you are going to lose that person in your life. And if you value anyone in your life, then you need to also value what they bring to the table, who they are as an individual, really value and respect them. Um, I, I I think that, like I said before the break, these, how we are as a society right now, we're all into these poly relationships. Everybody's got a side piece. Nobody like, what's the word I heard? Situationship. Like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Seriously, somebody email me, call me, hit my hit my page up, send me a message something. Let me know what the hell that is because all it sounds like to me is a bunch of non-committed people trying to make something shake. I don't have time for that. I have no time and not interested in anything of the sort. I'm interested in longevity. And in order to have anything that has longevity, you've got to be a foundation. <laughs> You've got to learn how to lay a foundation down real, real good. Because everything you build off that, fa- that foundation is what's going to determine how long whatever you are building will last. And in order to start a solid foundation in a relationship, it is absolutely foolish to think you're going to start a relationship with anybody and you don't love yourself. The only relationship you can start and have not even an ounce of self-love for yourself is with God. Because God got enough love for everything. He gonna make you love yourself if you spend enough time with him. Trust that. Trust that. He'll make you love yourself if you spend enough time with him. That's why I say it's important. If you don't currently love yourself, If you have never fell in love with yourself, you don't feel that feeling Uh, like you like if you I I put it like this. If you look at any and everybody in this world and, and, and you still at the end of the day, me personally, I don't care who I've met, who I've encountered, who I see. I would not trade my life with nobody. And trust me, y'all, I have had a hard life. I have been through some things, as I know we all have. I would not trade all of my mess for nothing in the world. I love who I am. I love who God made me. I There's only one me. I'm in love with that. there are no duplicates. Can't nobody cover. No one is going to do me like I do me. Just like no one is going to do you like you do you. I don't care who else is doing what you are doing. Ain't nobody got that specific touch like you. And I know that was a word for somebody. So I hope whoever needed that, grab that baby and hold on to it. Real, real spit. Hold on to that because what God God has uniquely designed each and every one of us. So I don't care what it is. If it's a business idea, if it's a venture, whatever the the case is. God specifically made you that way. Ain't nobody going to love you like you. Ain't nobody going to do for you like you do. Ain't nobody going to You know what I'm saying? Put out how you put out, no one is going to be able to replicate or duplicate you because God only made one you. I don't care if you got an identical twin. So what? You are the only you here. Even if your face is on somebody else's body, you are the only you. (laughs) So really get comfortable with that and really like dive deep into that. And when we are talking about love, I love to start with God. Because he is the prime example of, and he sets the tone. So, like I said, before the break, we were going to start talking about the types of love. So, the first type of love and the main type of love, especially in relation to God, is going to be agape. Now, when we're talking about love and I'm throwing these terms out there, we, we're doing a little history lesson, guys. i just going back to the ancient Greeks, you know? So they basically studied the Greeks studied love and they classified it into eight different types of categories. And so they they studied a lot of different things and love was definitely one of the things that they were fascinated with. But agape love is basically unconditional love. Love that has absolutely no bounds. I don't care how bad you mess up. I don't care what you do. I am going to love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. That is how God loves us. That is how God loves us. The version of that love that we get here on earth, I feel like is the love that a parent and a child has. I didn't really start to fully understand God and build my relationship to the point that it is now um, until I had or became a parent when I was pregnant that's when everything just kind of started for me and God loves us just like how a parent loves their child he is the ultimate father and you guys will always hear me say that he's the ultimate father and or ultimate parent and that agape love that he shows us whew it's something. And and, and, and I, you all have probably heard stuff like this, like your whole life. But what I want to do is uh, I was watching Pastor Michael Todd yesterday, and I love that man. Y'all need to go follow him, T.J., Sarah, Jake Roberts, uh, who else, uh, Real Talk, Kim. Listen, if y'all need a dose of God in y'all life, please, any of those people I just named off, go to YouTube. Get your dosage. Feed yourself. Don't wait on Sundays because that ain't cool. Don't be out here spiritually starving, trying to uh, (laughs) force it through the week when God can send you help. So uh, this agape love is unconditional. And the, the greatest form of this, I feel like how God showed us this love was he decided to save all mankind. And how did he come up with saving all of us? He was going to allow his son to be the sacrificial lamb for humanity. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't like or love y'all enough to kill my own child to save not near one of y'all. Think about the magnitude of that. You're given a choice to save all of humanity or to just, you know, save yourself or just be by yourself, whatever the case is. And in order to save all of humanity, you've got to sacrifice your one and only child. Now, if you got more children, pick a child. But <laughs> for, for the purposes of this context, I, me personally, I only have one child. So that's why this like really hits home for me. That baby all I got. You know what I'm saying? So for you parents who only got one kid, y'all really understand the magnitude of this. I ain't got no other children. This is all I got. This is my baby. This is my life changer, my lifesaver right here. So I could not imagine putting my baby through what Jesus had to go through just to save y'all heathens. God really love us. Can you really like sit in the magnitude of that? God loved you so much. He allowed his one and only child to die for you, be persecuted for you, be lied on for you, be just totally mistreated as a parent. Think about how that had to feel from God's standpoint. God, I mean... You are looking down here on earth and you are seeing everything play out and you are watching your baby suffer, but you know it's necessary because without knowing what's next, you get too caught up in the moment. And that's how God really works with us. Like, he loves us so much that he gave up the only son he ever had <laughs> for us to be connected to him for us to have that everlasting life for us to have everlasting joy and peace he he did that for us and so i would say that in in conjunction with the agape love sacrifice is a form of love and it's something that should not be dismissed or taken lightly when somebody sacrifices something for you that's love it should be appreciated when people sacrifice stuff and and they get you're behind the kiss that is horrible and you need to be mindful of not making people feel like that If you really think about the times that someone has made you feel like that, why would you purposely turn around and put anybody else in that feeling? I don't care if people put you in that position. And this is the thing we've got to get out of too. We got to stop being petty. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Self-included. It's a process. Let's work on it together. We got to stop being petty. Pettiness is not getting us anywhere. Pettiness is not beneficial for empire building. Pettiness is not, uh, it's not going to be helpful for true growth. It's not going to help the foundation. So we've got to let it go. It's an unnecessary attribute. So I just had to say that real quick. <laughs> I had to get that one out. So the agape love, like I said, that comes from God. It's unconditional love and I feel like the greatest way God did this was through the sacrificing of his son. And of course, as always, we're going to incorporate the scripture with that. So John chapter three, verse 16, all my Bible scholars, y'all already knew where I was going with that. But for those of you all who are seeking a new relationship with God, John chapter three, verse 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What? He led you like that? And here you don't even love yourself to take a on vacation day. You will run yourself ragged in the ground for somebody else's dream. You feel me? This is why when you start your self-love journey, start with God, baby. Please start with God. Cause you not you want you want your self love to last. You don't want your self love to be tied to monetary things or materialistic things. You don't want your love to be tied to anything, because if it's tied to something, that means it can be taken away. You want your love to be tied to God, cause can't nobody do nothing with God. Thank you. That's why I love him so much. He the end I'll be. I. Period. What you gonna do with that? <laughs> love them <laughs> that's what you're gonna do love them so agape is the first kind of love eros is romantic love now this is the love and i hate that it's even categorized as love but you know it's levels to all of this. but it is what it is the romantic love eros Was named after the Greek god of love and fertility. Um, So when you talk about eros love, it's going to be associated with that romantic, passionate, physical, sexual, all that good stuff. I feel like even though eros experiencing experiencing that type of love is necessary throughout life, I feel like in this day and age this is the type of love that we are magnifying we are magnifying this type of love way too much that physical sexual and and it rides that line from love into lust we don't need to lust after anything especially when god has given us an all access pass to have anything our heart desires you just got to abide by the rules <laughs> And that's the thing nobody wants to do. Everybody wants to live this free-for-all, free fast, loose life. No one wants to abide by rules or be obedient or have structure and order. And this is why we are living in the most chaotic times of our lives. <laughs> because there's no structure and order in everything. And Eros love, like I said, it's necessary. But I feel like it's over like it's over magnified at this point. We we are always talking about what feels good or you know what you want another person to do where we're always talking about sex like sex it's its own industry at this point I mean it's been its own industry but I'm just saying like it 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 just it it stands alone It, it don't need nothing else people flock to it. (laughs) It ain't begging for nothing. (laughs) It ain't lacking in nothing. So, but I just feel like if we're going to talk about truly loving ourselves, truly loving someone else, this is something that's going to play a part in that at some point, but it should not be the pinnacle or focus of where your love comes from or how you choose to treat someone or how you choose to love someone. It should not be based off of your physical or passion in touch now we all do have love languages and we're going to dive into that in a little bit but the the main thing is you want to basically just uh get away from being too physical or honed in on sexual desires because at some point if you're really talking about loving someone genuinely or loving someone for longevity at some point, sex may not be a factor in your relationship. And is is that person someone that you're able to still give love to, even if the physical was taken away? And this is why I feel a lot of relationships don't last nowadays, is because no one honestly takes the time out to really get to know one another. No one takes the time out to really get to know who they are dealing with. Excuse me, who they're dealing with and what that person is about and what that person desires and wants and the goals and aspirations for that life. Like no one really gets to know the breakdown of the other person. They're just so physically attracted to one another and physically caught up in in, in how they look together that All the important stuff gets put on the back burner and doesn't get brought to the forefront until it's at the time that it's needed. And that's not the way to live life. That's unprepared. That's unprepared. If I already know you before we get into having a relationship, then we can already kind of establish how certain situations are going to go. We don't have to just wait and see. You know what I mean? And sometimes having some sort of forecast or prediction in your life is necessary It's very necessary. I I don't want to blindly just be out here doing X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? And so, Euros, it's necessary, but I think we're a little bit overindulged in it at this point. Um, Philia is affectionate love or familiar love. It's uh, the love that you feel for your friends, basically. Um, There's no... um, there's not, like, any sexual thing tied to this type of love. It's just affectionate love. And and, and basically, this is the kind of love that you show amongst people who you um, are considered your equals or, you know, friends, stuff like that. Next, we have, um, what's it, Falasha, And this is what I am preaching right now. Falasha is self love. Now, of course, society gonna say a lot of stuff about, you know, self-loving, being selfish, stuff like that, they'll try to tie it into something negative. Don't, no. This ain't that. Falasha is what you need, baby. You need to love yourself. And the greatest thing about self-love is just this point right here. You cannot give to others what you don't have. And if you don't love you, how can you love somebody else? Genuinely answer that question. If you don't love you, why do you expect someone else to love you? And why do you expect yourself to properly love someone else? You cannot receive what you don't give yourself. You cannot give what you do not already have. So in order to have good, true, long lasting love, it has got to first start with you giving it to yourself before you can give it to anybody else or share it with anybody else. All right. The next kind of love is going to be storage. That is familiar love. Uh, That's the kind of love that's felt with friends. It's kind of like uh, the philia. Um, It's just really no physical or sexual attraction. It's more like, uh, just because you're familiar with that person or have a strong kinship with that person. Um, number six is going to be pragma. This is enduring love. Okay. And so, uh, it's almost the opposite of euros, um, because with euros, that kind of love burns out quickly because it's all full of passion and intensity. So, of course, there's no longevity there. But um with pragma, this is like marinated love. Like, you know, when you see people who've been together 60 and 70 years, 50 plus years, and they still are showing, you know, love and affection towards one another. That is the pragma love. That is the love that I am hoping to one day get to. And I hope that you all one day get to, because what you are doing is basically, you know, the the love is marinating so it's building over time so it's like experiences situations, circumstances like you guys are really weathering life together, going through it together and this is the goal of people who get married if you are married or about to get married, this is the end goal for your marriage when you say till death do us part you guys should be planning on being 50 plus still together Moving strong, loving one another, like working through that process. So pragma is enduring love and it is, it's, it's come by enduring. (laughs) So you got to go through some things before you can get to that level. Um, Ludus is the next type of love. Now this is a playful type of a love. This is the love you feel when you first meet somebody and you like somebody. You got all them little butterflies in your stomach. You think it's bubble guts, but it's butterflies and y'all just all giddy and high schoolish and you you hang up the phone. No, you hang up the phone. You know, that's that kind of love. Ironically though, it's scientifically proven that when you are going through that little phase of love, that your brain is acting very similar to how it would act if you were on cocaine. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Our emotions are powerful, y'all. This is why we have got to control them and not let them control us because this is crazy. for you to feel something so strong that it will have your brain mimic how you would be on a drug. So, Ludus is uh, and then just like with the drug that stuff goes away there is a come down and this is why you don't need to get caught up too much in the playful aspect of this because you need longevity you know having the giddy butterflies and stuff like that is fine but you need to know how to properly transition from that into something you know more productive and then the last type of love number eight is going to be mania Mm -mm. I'm glad they saved this one For last child Lord Jesus Mania is obviously An obsessive Type of love This is Dangerous Dangerous This is how people end up on Snap, First 48 All SVU You feel me? Because of this Mania (laughs) style Now, basically, a lot of people who end up having obsessive love are also people who have low self-esteem and having low self-esteem and being in love is a dangerous combination. You don't have all the tools to make yourself. And this right here is exactly why you need to love yourself first before trying to love other people when you don't feel good about yourself when you are are not confident in yourself you're insecure insecurity is the death of a lot of of things honestly insecurity is a, a horrible belly of the beast and i i don't wish insecurity on anybody if you are insecure baby god love you just the way you are god didn't make no mistakes Let's be clear. If you do not currently love yourself and you listening to this podcast, know that God didn't make no mistakes when he made you. Don't disrespect God like that. Love yourself. He He made you the way you were supposed to be made. And if you're uncomfortable with you, you need to go talk to your maker until you get comfortable with yourself. Because nobody should be walking around here feeling less than because of outside forces. Anything that you feel... As far as, like, how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-value. That should come from within. Stop seeking validation for inward inward things from outward things. That don't make no daggone sense. You you can't gratify me from the outside of me. Only God can gratify me. Because I need work. I need gratification on the inside. I need long-lasting gratification. So... The mania or obsessive love, like I said, a lot of people who show or demonstrate this kind of love do have low self-esteem and because they have low self-esteem, they always fear losing who they love or what they're loving and they will say or do crazy things to keep them around. Saying and doing crazy things is what's going on a lot around here. So, y'all are either stuck in this, what is it? Y'all stuck in Euros and Mania. And between the two, even though they're there, let's gravitate towards something more beneficial. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. And in order to do this, I think it's also necessary, aside from knowing the types of love that there is, I think it's also necessary to know the love languages. So Dr. Gary Chapman has this awesome, awesome book called The Five Love Languages. Definitely, if this is a topic that you're interested in, seek out that book, read it for your own you know, edification, and, and go from there. Um, but basically, summing it up, The five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. This is why it's important to love yourself so that you can get to know yourself so that you can set the tone for how other people should treat and love you. You have to give it to yourself so you can teach other people how to give it to you. You can't just not do it for yourself and expect someone else to come along and do it. They're going to give you what they think you want. Or give you what they think is beneficial for you. Instead of you really properly showing them. Hey I like this. Or I want this. Or this that and the third. So words of affirmation. Some people want to hear. I love you. Or hear that they do a good job. Or that they're beautiful. Or they're pretty. That is. Um, those people would fall under this category. Their love languages would be. The lear- uh, words of affirmation. They want to hear. They want to verbally hear you say what it is, you know, and that's what makes them feel love. You know, you verbally uh, telling them, you know, how attracted you are or giving them compliments or telling them you love them. Second, acts of service. Doing something nice, taking somebody out on a date, changing their oil, doing something that they need done without them asking you those people I think I think I might be an access service type of person because <laughs> I love it when people do stuff and I don't even have to ask I'm like oh but that to me it, it lets me know that you're an observant person if you can handle an issue without me even asking you then I'm just like I gush about stuff like that um the third one is receiving gifts some people Now, what I will say is, if this is you, if receiving gifts is your love language, don't let this be or go into something that could be bad, because this could end up, you know, getting into something crazy, just like any of them could. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to give too, too. Everything should be in moderation, period. That's all I'm going to say. Everything should be in moderation. And your... Person, your, your spouse loving you should not be solely contingent upon you receiving gifts. Quality time. People spending time with you, making sure you're good, making sure you're straight. That is another thing that's going to be beneficial um, as far as or some people like to know like that they're a priority in your life. Will you take the time to do this, that or the third with me? Um, and then lastly, physical touch. Hand, holding hands, cuddling, even sex. Uh, but like I said, everything in moderation. You don't want to uh, basically just be like, well, if you don't do this, you don't love me. S- Stop doing that to people. It's unhealthy. <laughs> it's very unhealthy. Um, and and the point of learning all of this is to learn yourself and to learn someone else and properly come together in love. We have got to dead this whole poly situationship side piece like we gotta dead all that like seriously when we all get into our 60s and 70s this stuff ain't gonna be cute at all and you're gonna be stuck with what and what foundation was laid and, and what are you gonna have to live off of at that point you know what I'm saying like it's important to build in every aspect even in love It is important to build and you have to lay that firm foundation first. So definitely when you are talking about love, enjoy your Valentine's Day, but definitely make sure that you love yourself first. Make sure that you're in love with God and with you before you get out here trying to start loving on somebody else. Um, and, and basically that's really just what I wanted to bring to the table for this week. Let you guys know that if you're going to be out here loving, love you first, and then let you get so full of yourself on love that the overflow is what everybody else gets to experience from you. So with that being said, of course, the tea has run all the way low I ain't got no more for y'all. But before I leave up out of here, I definitely want to shine a light on a business and I want to bring spotlight to Miss <laughs> Erica Austin Billups. This is um a awesome young woman. She is very ambitious, very goal driven on her stuff. Mom of two. Like she is an amazing woman, wife, friend. Sister, All that. She is amazing. And when I say somebody who is really a go-getter, this is her. You all can find her on Facebook under Uniquely Erica. And why you want to find her on Facebook is because she does this awesome thing called Promotion Mondays. Promotion Mondays is where she spotlights local... Um, businesses and really just brings attention to what they're doing, getting them out there. And I love that we have got to support each other. So if you have a business, if you're up and coming, if you need some kind of traction or you need some people to be aware, you need more networking, hit uniquely Erica up uniquely Erica on Facebook. She does promotion Mondays and she will spotlight your business. She will tell the people what you are all about. You will make, um, basically she does videos. And you you watch her video, and she does an episode every Monday with a new entrepreneur showcasing um, their product, their services, and how to get in touch with them. And I think it is so dope and so bomb. And in a world where we don't support each other enough, it is refreshing to see us start supporting one another. So definitely go check out Erica on her Facebook page. It's uniquely Erica and she's doing promotion Mondays. If you are up and coming entrepreneur and you're a local in the uh, Cincinnati, Ohio area, definitely connect with her on Facebook and get your business some shine that it deserves and needs so we can, you know, support you and build you up and build a community of strong black entrepreneurs. So on that note, we're going to go ahead, wrap this up. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today's episode. I thank you for everyone who came through and, and just hung out with me and, and gave their all like I gave my all. I ask that you bless each and every person under the sound of my voice. Allow them to find a true love in you and true love within themselves before they go out into the world, giving and showing and sharing love with everyone else, God, I ask that you build up the businesses of every entrepreneur that is spotlighted through T and Testimony, every entrepreneur that um, will ever be spotlighted through T and Testimony. I ask that you uplift their business, bless them, give them an abundance, and overflow. I ask that you also apply that to the personal lives of all of our listeners. God, give them overflow and abundance. In their own personal lives. God, we thank you for everything that you are doing. We thank you for this season of 2020 clear vision. We thank you for moving mountains, for creating new spaces, for activating new levels of faith. I thank you so much. You are truly awesome and worthy to be praised in Jesus name. Amen.